What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. This week, we're talking about uh, talent versus skill, and that's kind of like the overarching thing. But we use the example of high school quarterback and really kind of dig into those those folks. And I'm hoping you're not one, but if you are, you can fix it. Um, those folks who like to to lean on things they did, you know, 5, 10, 15, even 20 years ago as what qualifies them today and how that, you know, that really isn't the way to do things and that, you know, staying relevant is really the way to do things. So that's kind of what we're going on with today. Uh, also, if you guys are interested, we have gotten back into streaming the show. So every Monday we will stream the show at 11 a.m. Central, and that's going to go out on Facebook it's going to go to Twitch and also YouTube, and then it'll be housed on Twitch and YouTube after that if you ever want to watch it just for fun to see us have our awesome conversations. Uh, so check that out. Also, if you guys want to check out the blog post for this one, as always, that's at aboveaveragedeadership.com. Just click on blog, and I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All Oh, here we go. Here we go. We did it. <laughs> Only a minute late. Uh, so we are live <clears throat> in a few spots. Uh, we started this. I don't know, a few months ago yeah. on Twitch. Right. And then <laughs> COVID was like, oh, your kid's at the house now. Right. And I'm like, God damn it, COVID. So we stopped the stream. Right. And we were like, okay, started this thing called StreamYard now. And we're like, okay, so this will be the time we get back on that horse. Right. So Monday, That's right. day after the Super Bowl, we're going to get back in the stream. We're going to stream to like three different places simulcast, right? Exactly. It's beautiful. It's amazing. It's an amazing process. Because we've got it down now. Monday's the day. All the kids are at school. Hey, guess what? Snow day. Snow day. <laughs> I hate winter, man. Oh I gosh. hate winter. Are you kidding? Winter's the worst. <laughs> and so, you know, with all the appropriate amount, not threats, but like. The threats. You know, <laughs> motivating, like encouraging. Right. Tell them to be quiet. Be quiet so we can stream and record the show. Right. So here we are doing just that. Um, <laughs> and we're going to do it every week. And you might hear a dog bark and you might hear a kid go. They're not going to say dad. They might be like, mom. <laughs> they know like, uh-uh. Daddy can grind. Dad. Leave him alone. <laughs> but Mom's just doing whatever mom right. does. <laughs> but they know that mom's with dad now. So they might. <laughs> right. Alone. And it doesn't matter. Even they know you're working. They're like mm -hmm. tough Toblerone right. homie. Yeah. Um, so at any rate, regardless of what happens, rain or snow like we got today, man, I don't want to talk about it. We're going to be here every week on these places uh, streaming live. As we are. <laughs> so anyway, that's out of the way. Uh, also, you know, the show's still going to drop on Wednesdays on all the, the podcast streaming services. So if you miss it. Just, you can check it out all over the place. Watch it, listen to it, you know, take screen grabs, make wallpaper out of it. Do what you got to do. I, do you need this to pose? I've already got me as wallpaper in several rooms of the house. At any rate, so here's the deal. This week, 
you will never guess what the audience is going to be stupefied by this. Really? Yeah. Okay. I wrote a blog. Oh my gosh. I know. I know. And little, you know, curveball. Yeah. It's actually going to be found at above average leadership.com. Right. You're going to have to click on blog to get to it though. Yes. Yeah. Very important things to know. At any rate this week. And here, here's what else is interesting. Yeah. So like I had this thought, I had this thought probably a month or two ago, and this is something I talk about quite a bit. And I had another thought for this week's topic and I had talked to Levi about it, our oldest. Um, and I was like, Hey dude, that's the topic for next week. This is last week. He's like, Oh yeah, that's perfect. I'm like, great. And then I sit down to write. I'm like, crap. What was the topic? topic? (laughs) Totally forgot what it was. We even discussed it. I was like, we'll just ask Levi. He probably remembers. And so in a moment of like, well, screw it. I can't remember what it was. I'm like, I'll just hit that one. Cause I I talk about that all the time. And then I didn't even click. I didn't even think about, oh, I'm doing a football reference and it's the Super Bowl. Bowl. Swear to God, totally unrelated. It just happened. And then I'm getting, I'm like putting imagery. I'm like, oh, football. Whoops. Algorithms. Yeah. Hashtag, (laughs) hashtag. Um, At any rate, so today what we're talking about is I I use a football reference. And if you read the blog or if you're going to listen to the rest of this, you'll understand why. It's like the low hanging fruit of examples of this. It's the, so many more. the Al Bundy, right? That's the person that, you know, if you don't know this person directly in your life, you know, Al Bundy. Yeah. Um, but the whole topic is like the, the difference between skill and talent, mm-hmm. which one takes you further. And not only that, but like <clears throat> the, the high school quarterback is the reference I use, right? Because you've everyone, it doesn't matter what walk of life you're in, what company you work at. If you run your own business, like you're going to run into that high school quarterback who talks about well in high school, like right. bro, you're 40. How many years ago was that? Right. <laughs> and, and you think about like what I want to talk about is like the a psychosis might be a bad word, but like the, <laughs> the mindset that you have to have right. for you to go, okay. So that thing from a decade ago, boy, that's still real valid. Right. Like that should still qualify and quantify who the hell I am. Right. And everyone should respect and adore me because of that thing. Like, like, look, we're like creeping up on 40. Yeah. Some of these accomplishments, (laughs) look, I'm 38. Yeah. So anyone who I knew from high school, that was two decades ago. Right. What you did was 20 years ago, brother. Like Marty McFly went back that far. (laughs) And you're telling me like, this should still Tell me like, oh, he's got it squared away. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe not. It's <laughs> what what have you done between that? Between like now? touchdown, homecoming, and now you're 40, bro. What right. what was the in-between all about? Right. Or is it once, still once you got your man body? <laughs> what, and... what did you do then? Because <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of developing, a lot of I mean, not only physically, but like brain-wise that happens. Your frontal lobe into isn't your, formed until you're like 23. Right, into your early 20s. Right. And you have all this life that you live. <laughs> but but did you live it? But that's why it's so, you know, the the talent versus skill. So, and I talk about it in the blog, but what what happens, right, with that guy in high school who's just like a demigod, right? Can do no wrong, right. super talented, doesn't even have to work hard to be good at these things. Right. What happens is you know, let's use the quarterback example real quick mm-hmm. and talk about how like, so that guy gets out there and he just executes. Right. It's just natural for right. him. Just, just something he does. It. 
it's like it's like Madden when you push the button if you play the video game right. and all the lines shoot out, you know exactly you know where the runners are, sure. Right. That's how their brain works in that position. And that's a great thing to have. Yes. That natural talent. But of what course. happens is that person has a decision point and we've got one of these upstairs. Yes, we do. Our son Levi has just always been athletically gifted. Yes. Yeah. From from a little tiny talk. When he was right. two, <laughs> he was doing gymnastics, and this yes. kid's like a ninja, right. and everyone else is chasing butterflies. Yeah, no, he was he was amazing. Then taekwondo, right. like he belts out super quick. Yeah, you know, and then we get into football, and he's like, he's he grease, just, he just does grease it. lightning out and, there. And he can he can basketball with the best right. of them too. He's out there breaking people's ankles. And so, <laughs> you know, he he's got that natural talent, right? But he is aware enough. That he still works hard. Yeah. But what happens a lot of times is that person who's just naturally good, mm-hmm. they don't put in the effort. So their peers, their contemporaries are are busting their asses just to keep up. Trying to keep up, right. And what happens then <clears throat> in the twilight of this like natural raw talent, high school's over, right. these folks have developed like workable skills. Right. And, and not only workable skills, but work ethic. Right. And and you have developed this knowledge of it is important to be teachable. Right. And to be able to take in information and to have, you know, like critical thinking and, uh-huh. <laughs> and discussion with someone who might disagree with you. They've also got, you know, a comfortable form of ego. I am good right. if I work hard. And so then what happens is like Johnny talent pants gets to college. He doesn't get redshirted. He doesn't get a scholarship. So he's got to like, you know, work whatever crappy job to pay his way through college or maybe mom and dad hook him up either way. Like he struggles. He's a C student because he's never had to work hard. Right. Right, Because everything just came naturally. And And so what he does is his, his college career then is like, well, in high school, I was this guy, right? You know, and maybe he was lucky. Maybe he went to like, a state school where everyone knew him already. So they're like, yeah, what's up, Jim? You're awesome. Right. Right. That level of popularity or, or whatever is already increased because you're known. And so the reason I wanted to use that as an example is like, that's a microcosm yeah. example of what you see in almost, I mean, literally every industry I say in the blog, like even in the army, trust it, <laughs> trust it. We have our own version of high school quarterback in the army. Yeah. And you know, I, I'll use a, I'll dime myself out here. <laughs> Um, if you've listened to the show before, you've heard me talk about the worst three weeks of my life, mm-hmm. <laughs> the worst three weeks of your life, my life too. man, I would volunteer to go back to, to Ranger school, to Baghdad, <laughs> anywhere right, before I go back to Pathfinder school. Oh my gosh. And look, it, it is was, a, it was so much. It is so much knowledge right. that you have to take. In. It is and drinking out of a fire hose so for three much weeks. Memorization, so much detail of like a massive right. amount of information. And so what it's, it's an immersion class. Yeah. You were, you were eat, sleep, live, dream, breathe, think all things pathfinder for three weeks. Yeah. It's just info, 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 do, do, do. Right. And so that's why it works because a lot of that stuff, like I've said it before, I'll never, ever forget four ten five eleven twenty six seventy five eighty one. The most nonsensical sequence of numbers on the planet is forever ingrained in my nugget because of that school. Right. But it doesn't have the applicability when you walk out the door, unless you're going straight into it. So for example, like some of these cats go through there and they're going to a pathfinder company, mm-hmm. like at Fort Campbell. 
And so they graduate Friday on Tuesday. They're out there setting up an HLZ right. or a drop they're zone. Using right. These skills. Um, you know, for this guy, <laughs> I went back to being a drill sergeant. And so I was a drill sergeant for like another nine months after that. Then I PCS back to Fort Lewis. <laughs> then the first time we're going to the woods, they're like, hey, Sergeant Crutcher, I need you to set up a helicopter landing zone because your Pathfinder qualified. I'm like, <laughs> a what? We have woody buds? Like, because I hadn't used it. Right. And right. so, but what's crazy is that badge, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's very much like the tab as well. Like I walk into a room with, that torch on my chest and people are like, Oh damn. Immediate credibility. When the reality is I may have no working knowledge of it right now. (laughs) Right. But it is a, a signal to everyone that sees you. You are an intelligent person. It it does show that you're smart. (laughs) You know, you can work hard, you can pass a a a, a mentally demanding course, but it, it shouldn't, I shouldn't show up and you go, he's got that badge. So he knows how to do this. Right. Knew how to do it. Right. And, and the reason, you know, that these are an important examples is because, you know, like where I, Army's done, mm-hmm. Travis pops into corporate world, right? right? And I was always like one of the higher echelons of leadership where I was at. And you would always have like Chet, you betcha from corporate coming down on Tuesday. Right. And Chet's here to check on processes. <laughs> and Chet comes in in his pleated khakis and he's like, well, Travis, how are the processes? I'm like, well, check them out, Chet. And Chet's sitting there. Like cerebral spinal fluid leaking out of his ear because he has not a clue what these processes is here to check on are all about. Right. And it doesn't have the green dot next to it in the, in the server, then you're good. (laughs) And so, but you know, 10, 15 years ago, Chet was, was awesome. Right. Chet, you betcha was like the fastest, you know, typist. And now, but we're doing email now, Chet, you know, like, right. Your typewriter. And so (laughs) he shows up qualified because of something he did a decade ago, but because he hasn't worked to stay relevant, he's out of his depth. (laughs) Right. No, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's so many things where this applies. It's like, I used to play piano and violin. Right. (laughs) I was, I was first chair at one point. If I pick up a violin. You were first chair in concert orchestra. (laughs) Right now. It sounds like a dime cat. Right. It is bad. You're not playing A, B, C. You're playing wingdings. Right. Exactly. Like, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't feel right. And I have tab written on my <laughs> whiteboard for that guitar because I'm like, what this drumming pattern? Because you forget. Yeah. It, I, it's not something that I used after I graduated high school. And so now right. if I wanted to be good at it, I would have to go back through all of the learning process again. And so what's interesting about that point, when we talk about like instruments, right? Mm-hmm. Those are perishable skill sets. Right. And just in case you're wondering, all skill sets are perishable. Right. If you don't practice it, you will not be proficient at it. <laughs> right. But so those are perishable skill sets and the skill never changes, right? So if the skill never changes and after not touching it for 10 years, you can suck at it. Guess what? In a world of progress and digitization and things changing, and now there's this new widget and this new app and this new everything, what you did 10 years ago on paper is not even a shadow of what these folks are doing today with their little handhelds and stuff. And so when you come to check on a process that you were familiar with, you know, when Dolly Parton was working nine to five, brother, like, (laughs) it's not the same. (laughs) 
you got to stay on your toes because I'm going to throw Dolly Parton at you out of nowhere. <laughs> now you see <laughs> what I have to deal with. The oh, level my of brain activity just got halted with Dolly Parton. <laughs> I but, can only see the hair and the, the outfit now. <laughs> anyway, right, the point is, man, <laughs> that you if unless you have developed that work ethic right. to know, okay, like I'm going to have to try to stay relevant. Right. Then you're always going to be talking about what you did. What you did. And and that doesn't nobody cares. No. Nobody cares. The thing is is I there are a few people in my life who will they are 20 plus years older than I am who will say, "Well, I scored whatever on the SAT. Right. I scored whatever okay. on the ACT. I went to whatever college, to whatever Ivy League college and you know, respect me." Well, Right. Good for you then. What did you do with it? What's funny, it, you know, because we've got children from kindergarten to high school. Right. And we, we on a very regular basis, we're, we're very real with them. Yes. And like yes. our kids are, they're all good kids. They're yeah. academic, yes. you know, rock stars. Yeah. They're popular for whatever that's worth. Like they, right. they, they do well right. in the social people. Right. But at the end of the day, we always tell them like, none of that matters. Right. None of that matters. Like to the vast majority of people who are going to grow up and really grow up, right. what you did in high school, right. even college, means nothing. Right. It all fades away because it was such a short period of time when you're looking at the grand scheme of things. And what's crazy is like how, you know, this seems like such a small thing, like stay relevant. But the reality is like, especially in my line of work, and I know even with what you do, it's like this touches so much. Because mm -hmm. like when, I, when I'm talking to clients, right? This is a big difference between a coach and a therapist, so pay attention. And this is 100% real. Like, if you knew my clients, you could ask them, and they would tell you this is the truth. <laughs> a therapist cares about how you got here. Right. Right? They like care about the past. traumas. And the it's not that I don't care. Right. And that that's not something we might have to work through with mm -hmm. some skills and, you know, stuff to develop. But what I tell my clients straight up is, like, I don't care how we got here right. or where we're at even. I care where we're going. And that's the idea here is like, I, I don't care what you did 10 years ago, dude. Right. I care what you're doing today. Do you bring value today? Are you relevant today? And if not, you're at a decision point, homie. It's either A, get caught up or B, get the hell out of the way. Right. Right. Well, and the same thing with what I do in the fitness world, like it doesn't make any difference how long you ate terribly and didn't exercise and, you know, worked no personal development. You were just did what you did, but today you made the decision that you're going to do something different. Right. So what are we going to do today and tomorrow and the next day and the next day? What's your plan? How are you going to prep for that? <laughs> what, you know, what is your, what is your end goal and what are your little achievable goals along the way to keep you going? And it's something, you know, I'm going to tie it into another topic we talk about a lot. It's one of those that's very near and dear to my heart. And it just kind of popped into my head is how it correlates here is like talking about the road to here versus the road to where we want to go. Right. You've got two separate whys there, right? Yeah. I am of the mindset and the way that I coach is like, I don't care why, you know, this happened. Right. What I care about is why you want to want to go here. Right. Why do you want to change? Why do you want to improve? That's the why I care about. Right. Like, and even with what you do, I don't care why you're 30 pounds overweight. Right. Like 
probably cookies. You know, I don't. <laughs> right, I, right. But is there, right. It, you know, it doesn't make any difference what emotion led you here. Right. How are you going to deal with this emotion to let you go forward? And these are the sort of. a lot of things you have to deal with. <laughs> right. You know, to make any progress. But that doesn't mean you have to stay there and just swirl in that feeling. And it's that's At the some point you have to put it away. Great verbiage that stay there, because even in what we're talking about, like 10 years ago, I was this 20. You're right. stuck, you're dude. Stuck. You're stagnant. Right. And like, I'm going to help you out. If you ask me, like, you're boring. Yeah. You're boring. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Right. You can only hear the same stories from the same person so many times before you're like, I know what happened. And I'm not <laughs> saying, like, don't reminisce. No, of course not. Right? Like, I, I promise you, like, there's some cool quarterback stuff I did deployed. Right. Where when someone's like, dude, tell the story about when you jump from yeah. the rooftops. I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> I'll tell you. Right. But I think everybody has stuff like that in their life. But I, mean, I don't walk up and be like, Hello, my name is Travis. I jumped across rooftops in Baghdad and threw a hand grenade. I, you know, right. that's I not mean, what defines like, me. I feel like that's it. That would be a better way than I was by I mean, quarterback. Right? It's way cooler. <laughs> it's way cooler. But it doesn't define me. It's right. not my show up. Here's who I am. That That's what I did on a Tuesday in Baghdad, brother. The like, thing is, is because you have done other things beyond that. You did other things in the army. Right. Beyond that, you did other things after, you know, you retired from the army, in the corporate world, in your personal life, in our family life. You know, you have more accomplishments than just the one to and, lean on. And to to counteract this, like, being stuck in the what you did, mm -hmm. the, the reason people get stuck there, yeah, maybe they didn't pick up the work ethic. Maybe they didn't pick up the all that stuff when they were in their formative years that their peer group got because they were just naturally talented, right? But there's more to it than that. And I'm not trying to be braggadocious, but you know, in the job that I was assigned in the military, mm -hmm. like I was really good. Yes, you were. Like I was naturally good at it. Right. Just smoking people mm -hmm. off like the word go. Right. Um, like it's my first unit. Everyone's like, you're not gonna be better than this guy. Like, watch me. Like, right. boom, faster. So I was just really good. Right. And you know, throughout my career, I stayed proficient mm -hmm. and got awards and stuff because of my proficiency, got assignments because of my proficiency. Um, and I think I've touched on it before on the show, but there was a time where my favorite thing on the planet, one of them is the 60 millimeter mortar system. And the army after threatening it for, you know, 12 years, finally said, we're really going to do it. We're going to redo the system. And so they changed everything. Like the bipod was different. And so for those of you who are unfamiliar, like everything matters, like on this bipod, if you move this, the whole gun does this, like mm -hmm. everything shifts a little bit. And you're always trying to level these two bubbles to make sure you're not going to blow up the wrong people. Mm -hmm. That's important. Um, <laughs> and so what they did is they, the biggest change was the bipod. Mm -hmm. uh, the weight reduction, all that stuff. Cool story. But the bipod, what really changed is everything was kind of backwards now. Mm -hmm. And so, Fortunately, I had some familiarity with another system, the 120 ground mounted. Right. It operated kind of like this. But I remember when it got to the unit, all the all the soldiers were like, we're going to take it out and practice. And I'm like, don't touch it. <laughs> and I on purpose, though, OK, because I knew a week from then I was going to be out there evaluating and doing a gunner's exam and making sure they knew what they were doing on the system. Right. I was going to go grade them on their proficiency. Mm -hmm. And so I said, give it to me for two days. And for two days, I monkeyed around with this thing and made sure I was an expert, like 
according to the book, to the standard, expert times on everything before I would let them take it out and test it. Mm. Because who the hell am I to stand out there and say, no go, no go, you suck, right. when right. I can't do if it. If all you're doing is just watching the stopwatch, like, sorry, you didn't make it. And so it doesn't matter how good I was at this thing, right. it, changed, it changed. And now the onus is on me as a leader to get proficient at the change. And it doesn't mean, I say it in the blog, it doesn't mean your two days of like, familiarity training that you and a bunch of other nerds take in the same little conference room and you're not paying attention to it because you're checking emails because that is part of your job. Right. Like I'm not urging you for doing the emails, <laughs> but it's just, it's passive listening and you maybe take away two or three things. Mm -hmm. And what you take away is like how this affects the bottom line, not how you apply it on a daily. Right. And so that's not, that's not familiarity. That's, no. that's like, I've seen it. Right. Being able to actually execute and having just, glanced through something completely different things. And when it pertains to a, a leader and how to, you know, go and do that site check or whatever the hell they want to call it. Like mm -hmm. a couple things happen when you actually take the time to put your hands on something, to do it, to do it in the worst conditions too. Yeah. like do it under, Stressors, do it when you know you've got distractions right. and still Whether achieve it. Whatever, right. Because when you go do that site visit, one, like you're not just talking out your ass. Right. And two, when you see that problem set that you're there to check on, you can go, okay, from a level of empathy, right? Here's what they're going through. Right. Right. And the other thing is too, is when you're watching and you're like, sorry, you didn't make the time cut off, then you can go, here's what hung you up. Right. You had your hand way over here doing whatever thing, and you really just need to make this one little movement. It's just this one little, and and if you don't know how to do it, you can't help anybody get better. And it's you know it's something that we talk about quite a bit, but it's that idea of shared hardships. Number one, mm -hmm. like there's a, a mutual respect because they know you've been through it. Right. The other thing that happens, and this is something we talk about a lot, it's like one of my isms, is when you can come there and go, here's how I've done it. Right. Here's what I saw you doing that you know, you might want to tweak and it'll fix this. That's, that's where you generate those organic aha moments. Yeah. That light bulb comes on and, and it may, maybe it's not even immediate. Maybe it's after they do it a couple more times and they're like, Oh, if I, if I do it the way my brain is telling me, but I also incorporate exactly what you said. Right. Now I have this shortcut that I've created for myself. And look what I can do. And you know, it's maybe maybe it's an unfair example, but I'll use one more military thing, right? <laughs> so if it was me as a platoon sergeant standing next to a brand new lieutenant, the lieutenant's in charge, right? Right. 100%, he's in charge of the platoon. Right. Massive air quotes, like do him like that. He's in charge. <laughs> um, and so we're both standing in front of the platoon, and he goes, all right, men, we're going to do it this way, because this is what I learned at Ibolic. Right. And I go, actually, man, we're going to do it this way, because this is what worked in Baghdad. Right. They're going to go, mm, we're going to go ahead and go with that guy. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. that's cool that that's what you were taught. That's awesome. That's what the yes. book says. Here's the real world, buddy. Right. There, but there is a big divergence between textbook knowledge and actual, I've done this knowledge. hundred percent. I mean, and you, you see it played out and you feel the ripples of it in a lot of different scenarios. Like even going to the doctor, when you have someone who's like a really good textbook, smart 
doctor, sometimes they lack that bedside manner that right. really makes a person right. comfortable. And so they're, they tell you all the terms and they give you all the information and they send you on your way with whatever the plan is. And you still feel really unsure. And last year know, when, when Riley got sick, uh, one, yeah. we saw a doctor who yeah. she's great. She right. really knows what she's doing, yes. but I left there wanting to put this pin in her neck because she was like, well, you know, just saying, Saying not appropriate things around a child who's already right. freaked out because she, she can't breathe. She was legitimately like, people die from this easily and regularly, right. and you need to do something immediately. Our 11-year-old's like, huh? <laughs> I'm going to die? Right. <laughs> it was, but, but that's the thing. is, is someone who has just the textbook and no real-world application right. of the face of someone when you're telling them, look here's here's what's going on with you here's what the situation is it, it's so much different there's so much comfort in that leadership and in that <laughs> and the, the thing is like when it when it comes to this empathetic approach and and actually knowing rather than just learning right. um i i'm not suggesting that if you are like the ceo of a company that you spend 70 percent of your time doing like entry level day processes. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is like, when there is a system change and there will be probably weekly at your level, like one of the systems right. that's under you is going to change. Take, you know, a couple hours one day and really put yourself through the test and see if you can do it. Right. Because then when you're going out there with this standard of what you expect, it's realistic. Right, right. You're not going, well, when I did this job, I did it. And it was really fast and it never had any mistakes and whatever. It's like, well, it's also very different. Now. And and the, the last thing that I want to talk about when it comes to the empathetic approach is you will find that, that interaction mm -hmm. then is wildly different because you're going to show up to do your site survey or like for, for my purposes in the military, like I'm going to do a gunner's exam and test everyone's proficiency level. What's going to wind up happening is you know how to do it. You've done it. You've done it under these circumstances. You've tested it. You've been tested. And you're going to show up and instead of never having done it and being like, you all suck because you're not fast enough. Right. And here's what the standard is. Right. You're going to show up having done it and go, God, you guys are wizards. <laughs> right. I could never do it that fast. Right. <laughs> and that interaction is so much different. Yes. People appreciate that. So right. much when there's immediate value to, I really admire how hard you're trying, how hard and, you're working, how fast you're learning. And it's, it's, it's genuine. Right. You know, here's their leader coming down going, damn, you guys are good right. and meaning it rather than, well, you guys are, keep up the process. It's like, shut up, Chet. <laughs> you know, oh, Mr. Betcha. <laughs> but that's that's the vibe you get yes. when it's, you know, like it feels real patronizing when when you and especially when you know that, you know, that person has not a clue how to do what you do. Right. Right. <laughs> like I, I had some soft skill officers around me before, like you're doing a great job over them. Like, oh, am I? <laughs> Is that coming from your own experience? Like, how would you know? Come on, man. Yeah. Like, I appreciate the the admiration, but it doesn't have any. It doesn't hold any weight. Right. It doesn't hold any weight. Get out of here with your nonsense, Chad. <laughs> right. But it's the same thing as when someone's like, oh, I was a high school quarterback, so you should make me whatever. Right. It doesn't hold any weight. That's what you did. That's how you were. Right. How, what, what have you done in the last? I mean, that's why you bring a resume when you apply for a job. So and people this, can see what it is you've done, what you know, where you're going, where what your goals might be. Where are you going? Right. I don't care where you were. Right. <laughs> and look, like, I don't want to, you know, it's a, a leadership heavy show usually, but this ties into 
everything. Yes. And like, I'll, we'll go down one more little rabbit hole real yeah. quick. And I can think of a rabbit hole. <laughs> well, mine first. My show. It might be the same one. Um, okay, maybe so. Maybe. What's the word start with? An R. Relationships. Relationships. 100%. <laughs> Look, man, if I took you out to dinner in 1997 right. when we started dating right. and then was like, I'm good. <laughs> I don't think right. we'd still be together. No. The thing is, is that the, the beginning of, of a relationship, everything is wonderful. And you're starry-eyed and you don't see sure. the things that, that potentially could irritate you or that could be an issue or right. whatever. You just, you're just crazy about the person and that's wonderful. And you spend all this time together and you get to know each other. And then there's that one little thing and you're like, mm, right. that's kind of irritating. Oh, there's that other little thing. That's a little bit. <laughs> but the thing is, is that you you are in a constant state of working to be better for each other, right. with each other as the collective. And if you're not, it doesn't work. It, it fails 100% of the time if you're not both trying. But I mean, yes. <laughs> and, and just think about like all the nonsensicals. If you <laughs> apply that same mindset to a relationship, mm. right? Like, you know, I, if I'm coming to check on the processes of our relationship right. and I'm like, where's your, where's your velvet sketchers? Right. You're like, what? what? Those sketchers you wear, you wear them all the time. You're like, homie, I haven't worn those in two decades. Right. Well, they were great. I, why did you stop wearing them? What are you 20 about? years ago, dude. Where have you been? <laughs> but how, how obscure would it be right. in the relationship setting if I brought up something I did for you 20 years ago, right. 10 years ago? Hell, we got four kids a week ago. Are you going to remember? <laughs> and, and going down the same thought process, like it takes just as much work, right. you know, like we use deployment for an example. Like when I would deploy and come back or even go to NTC or be gone for a month or whatever, teaching right. a course, right. a lot of life happens in 30 days. Yes. And when you have kids, a whole bunch of life happens and... in 15 months. Yeah. And so even though you as a spouse and the kiddos, as everyone was always like, dad's home, game on. Right. right. That was right. always our mindset. Yes. But I'm not a dummy. Right. I've been gone. Right. And so I come back in and and watch right because right. because when you when you exited now i have to put systems right. in place that work for me as a solo parent and so the processes have changed right i need to learn the processes <laughs> right. and if you know if something's way off i'll be like right. we need to realign that like we'll right. we'll work on it but i'm not going to do it like all right my rules back in effect right. it doesn't Strat work that way we're starting over right. right and so even in that that family unit you've got if you're right. you know well, it's the same thing as if you came back and said, well, this is how we used to do it. Right. Right. Well, you know, baby one, two, and three, we're all 15 months younger than right. And, you know, what worked then, bedtime at seven o'clock doesn't work now. Man, bedtime those were the days. I know, right? <laughs> Nap, you know, two naps a day, that's out the window. Right. Like, all, you know, stuff. Well, and then when they're changes. all the ages, there's no nap. There's just, no real bedtime. Just another series of frustrations. Bedtime now is like, all right, good night, everyone. And like right. one or two will come back. Now that the kids are in bed, you guys want to talk? Like, you're one of the kids. Go to bed, man. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about? 
Glad they're finally asleep. What are you guys going to talk about? But <laughs> so true. But in no facet of life does it work right. to lean on what you did ever. No, it doesn't. Not not if you see a future. And you know, I'm not recommending you be as hypercritical about what you're doing today as maybe I am. Because <laughs> you know, I'll own that one. It's a little critical sometimes. <laughs> We're going to finish. I'm like, well, that sucked. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter to me because I'm, I'm a very like constantly improved, constantly improved. Yes. To, yes. And sometimes to my detriment, like I'll own that. Yes. Like sometimes I'm like, you know, just chill out, dude. It's not going to be the greatest right. every time. Like let it fly. Right. And, and the other thing is, is you have to, you have to find a place of enjoyment. Sure. You, you can't be so, so crazy about, you know, all the improvements, all the improvements, all the improvements. And you miss what you have to enjoy right, right now. Well, let's, let's use right now as an example, since we're in it and we're probably going to wrap up pretty quick. Um, when you look back to when I really launched the business, like on the right. internet, yeah, yeah. right. Big time, yeah. Cause it had been happening, but yeah, I was like, yeah. I got to get out. You got to right. start doing stuff. Right. It was for anyone who doesn't know, we'll <laughs> go ahead and out it right here. If you ever watched any of the first videos that I put on YouTube, <laughs> Or any of the first live things, you'll remember like this backdrop right. that looked like a palette. Mm -hmm. It because it was. Because it was. Um, and what you didn't see, so if I'm sitting here like this and I'm talking to you and I have good ideas, right? Right. Just over here is a washer and dryer. And then right here is a litter box. <laughs> For our adoring cat Gia. And then on the other side, right, was the gym. Right. <laughs> and the reason I'm pointing that out is because that was it worked right right but i needed to improve right and so now here we are streaming on like three different platforms right. simultaneously nice recording a podcast video. right like, yeah things things changed things improved because you were looking towards the future right you were not stuck in well this is who i am and what i've done and where i've been so you should just accept but do Everything you think right my career or practice where it is right now would be where it is right now if I was like, this is good enough? Good. <laughs> or if I just dropped that first really poor sounding, terribly lit video, I'm like, I, I put that one video on YouTube. Right, right. And now I should be a sensation. I should be good. Where where are all the people? <laughs> like meeting strangers. What do you do? Oh, I'm a keynote speaker and success coach. Didn't you see my one video on YouTube? <laughs> I put it up months ago. <laughs> Come on, dummy. It doesn't work that way. No. You have to move forward. You have to progress. You have to stay in the fight you're right. in. Right. You have to be present today and tomorrow right. and the next day. It's it, there's there's not a point at which you know saying that you're you were the high school quarterback propels you to the next. No, thing. it never it will. Just, it just doesn't. It just doesn't. No matter how much you want it to. <laughs> and. Uh, you know, we're tired of hearing it. <laughs> Your stories are old. I don't care, man. You were playing a bunch of kids high school kids. Like, <laughs> be real, dog. <laughs> so, that was twenty years ago. Twenty years ago. Oh, <laughs> no, the thing I, is, is that it does it does make a person who who they are. They're what they're naturally good at, and sometimes those natural talents take you to a really skillful. I mean, I've been retired for just five years. Right. And I'm still right. like, eh, let's talk about today. 
like, no, no, you had like a whole career in this. Yeah, that was before. Here's what I'm doing now. Like, I'm unimpressed with what I did five years ago. You think I care what you did 20 years ago? Right. But, but it does make you who you are. And, it, and it, I think the one valuable thing about holding on to some of that stuff, if you're moving forward, is that you can look back and go, okay, I was really talented at this. And I continue to develop the skill because right. that, those are the people that continue to move forward right. is that I, I worked hard, even though I didn't necessarily have to. And so now here I am looking back in a position where it's like, I have some talent for this. Right. I need to develop more skill. How did I do it? And I'm so excited because what you just said made me think of a, <laughs> I get to tie something in. I'm so excited. <laughs> it would be like if Walt Disney was like, dude, I drew a mouse one time. That would be so sad. We would be missing out on so much. But look, I mean, look at where that, like, right. continuing to innovate, staying in the fight, continuing yeah. to learn, continuing to improve, honing right. your skill set, building a larger skill set, right. knowing what is happening at the lowest level and the highest and level. The highest. That man was at the job site. He was in the drawing room. He right. was everywhere. He touched every facet of that business and knew what went into it right. so he could have an intelligent conversation with the doer. Right. And so his vision and their vision and all the parts in between lined up. Right. And he wasn't afraid to change things and do new things. I mean, he was a huge innovator. I mean, Find someone so on the planet. There are tribes that have never seen people <laughs> who are like wearing a Mickey Mouse t-shirt right now. Right. That's a fact. Yes. Yes, it is. And if he'd been right. like, one time I drew a mouse. Right. Right. Which, which that wasn't even his first character. No. So, Hit it. you know, Donald Duck. Donald Duck. <laughs> Donald Duck was his first Main Street. Main Street. It was actually a rabbit. Right. Was his Oswald. first. Oswald the rabbit. Yeah. Hashtag Disney nerds. Um, <laughs> but that's, that I think is a good closeout example. Yeah. yeah. The man could have been like a Drew Mouse. Right. And people were like, yeah, it's pretty cool. cool. Steamboat Willie's dope. But that wasn't enough. Yeah. Continue to innovate. Stay in it. Right. Know what's happening. Know right. all the moving pieces. Stay connected with your people and the processes that you're overseeing. Right. So you stay relevant. Right. Put the work into that talent. Because that's the thing. The man had a talent. Oh, my gosh. Yes. But right. he's put he, the work in to stay good. Right. And and beyond just the personal side of it, surround yourself with people who have that same mentality, who are willing to work with you and run with you right. and dream with you and then hold you accountable to making those things happen. Yes. I mean, yes, that's, that's the, you need people to look at you and go, that was 20 years ago. Let's right. go. Right. Exactly. And you need to be humble enough to go, damn it. You're right. That was 20 years ago. What are we doing right now? <laughs> right. Exactly. And make it happen. Exactly. All right. Good. Good. All right. So we'll be back next week right. as always. Hope you guys enjoyed it and we will see you next time. Bye. All right, folks. There you have it. That was the show. Uh, yeah, so like we said at the top, um, really, it, it takes some effort to stay relevant, right? You want to be able to articulate things to your teams, um, then you really need to stay savvy on what it is you're talking about. Going to do those processes checks, you know, whatever whatever your entity calls them, you need to make sure that you actually know how to do the process, not just familiarity, because there's a huge difference between I've put my hands on it and I've actually had to action this a time or two. So anyway, that was it, folks. Hope you enjoyed the show and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you.